Good morning, West Bowles. How are you all today? You doing good? Well, my name is Jan Fugler, and I have the privilege of working with the women's ministry here at West Bowles. And all of us today would like to wish you a happy Father's Day to every dad out there. Happy Father's Day! Well, our theme today is my experience with God the Father. And we want to share some personal stories with you which will honor various dads' lives. Now, if you look over here, you can already see that Julie and Marcella and Lori are reminiscing over a cup of coffee. And you are going to hear a special memory from each one of those ladies today. Good morning. Hi, my name is Julie Burns. My husband is John Burns and he works for West Bowles and he's in charge of all the audio and visual productions that you see here every Sunday. We have four daughters and have been married since 1994. And I'm here to tell you a little bit about what John is like as a father. I knew John was a great father from the very day we had our first baby, Grace. But up until then I wasn't so sure I had gotten him a pair of tiny baby socks when I was four months pregnant that said, I love daddy. He looked at them and looked at me and asked, what do you want me to do with these? So I said, why don't you keep them in your briefcase and then when you see them, they'll remind you that you're going to be a daddy someday. I didn't have to worry because the moment I saw him hold our baby Grace, I knew he had the heart of a daddy. When Grace was five years old, John used to take her and her little sister Olivia on hiking trips to look for treasure. It's called geocaching. One morning, he took the two girls on a hike before school. I reminded him that he had to have Grace back by 11.30 so she could make it to afternoon kindergarten on time. Well, 11.30 came and went, and 12 o'clock noon came and went. And it was my day to bring juice to Grace's class, so I called John on his cell phone and I told him to drop Grace off at school as soon as they were done with the hike. Then I went to Grace's school and waited, and she never showed up. Everyone got their juice. <laughs> I finally went home, and I called John, but I didn't get an answer. Finally, at 4.30 in the evening, I heard the garage door open, and in came John, Grace, and Olivia. They were exhausted, and their faces were red and sweaty, but they were all smiling. It turned out that John had read the GPS wrong. It was two miles from point A to point B but that didn't factor in all the twists and turns of the trail. The hike ended up being an eight-mile hike. <laughs> and my girls hiked every step of the way, three and five years old. They showed me their treasure, and I scolded John for making them walk all that way since they were only tiny little girls. John reassured me that he would take them on shorter hikes from then on, and he did. After that day, any time Grace missed a day of school, her classmates and teacher would ask her if she'd been on a treasure hunt with her dad. <laughs> and I should tell you that I was never worried about the safety of my children. I knew that as long as they were with their dad, that they would be fine. Well, over the next few years, we had two more daughters for a total of four girls. People uh, used to ask us if we were going to keep trying for a boy. But I always replied, no, we're done. We love having four girls, and John wouldn't want it any other way, believe me. His girls adore him. The toughest time for John to be a father was when Chloe was diagnosed with cancer. 
That was the first time any of our children or I really saw him cry. The pain that John experienced watching Chloe go through chemotherapy treatments was as excruciating as if his own heart had been ripped out of his chest. He shaved his head when he learned that she would lose her hair, and he held her in his lap as much as he possibly could when he was home. He sent out emails and prayer requests, but he did not accompany me to her appointments. It was just painful to him. And I might add that one time he did, he passed out. <laughs> After months of weekly trips to the hospital, I began to get worn down, so he stepped in and he became my strength, reminding me that God was taking care of Chloe and that he hadn't abandoned us. But he struggled with his faith in God on a daily basis. He was angry and he was hurt. But he continued to read the Bible and all kinds of books about prayer and pain and God's purpose, trying to make sense of what was happening in our lives. I saw him grow stronger and more, more vulnerable at the same time. He was fiercely protective of our family, and especially Chloe. He helped our family maintain our traditions and our regular routines as much as possible, but sometimes he would escape to our bedroom and I would find him there crying in pain. During that time, I realized that fathers have a special kind of love for their children that is uniquely different than a mother's love. I saw that a father would rather die than to see his own child suffer so hopelessly. Fortunately, we did have hope that Chloe would be all right someday. And today, I'm happy to tell you that she is considered cured with no fear of the cancer returning. But even when Chloe was finished with her 26 months of treatment, John often looked back and wondered why the world didn't just stop during that time and how people could just go on living and laughing without realizing the burden that he had to carry for her every day. It seemed cruel that anyone could not remember that she had what she had to endure on a daily basis for so long. And he wondered how people could casually ask how things were going and not know how much his heart ached inside for his little girl. Years after that painful time in our lives, I found a videotape that was labeled Chloe with Cancer. I grabbed a box of Kleenex and I popped the cassette in, fully expecting to be brought back to that painful time in our lives. But I was instead surprised by what I saw. There on the screen was my little three-year-old Chloe and her baby sister Georgia, with a diaper hanging down to her knees, <laughs> banging on drums and marching around and laughing while John danced with them. I cried with joy as tears streamed down my face. It was beautiful to see that there was so much playfulness and that John was still acting like a typical father with his young daughters, making them laugh and dance around. He truly held our family together during that painful time. Today, he's one of the sweetest men I know, and he loves his daughters more than anyone in the world could ever love their kids. I'm convinced of that. He makes sure that he gets to spend special times with each of them so that he can know what's going on in their lives, um, what their current interests are, and what their worries are. On Saturdays, he gets up and makes his homemade pancakes, scrambled eggs, and toast, and we all talk about what we would like to do with our day off. I know without a doubt that our family would only be half as good if I hadn't married John. He is what makes our girls and me feel secure and loved. And as a result, my daughters have a strong faith and a passionate love for God the Father, which is the most important thing that they can have in this life. Psalm 128 is a passage that I had picked out for John a long time ago. It says, there is a reward for obedience to the Lord. It reads, happy are those who obey the Lord, who live by his commands. Your work will provide for your needs. You will be happy and prosperous. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine in your home, and your children will be like young olive trees around your table. 
A man who obeys the Lord will surely be blessed like this. May the Lord bless you and may you live to see your grandchildren. Happy Father's Day, John. Thank you for being a living example of a loving father. Thank you, Julie, for that heartfelt story. Good morning, my name's Marcella Wiggs, and uh, my husband is Paul Wiggs, who is over men's ministry. Um, I was gonna say here at Grace, it's an old church. <laughs> here at West Bowles, okay. Um, <laughs> and my story, though, today is about my own father. Some of us did not grow up in a totally Christian home or have a godly father. And that's my story. Some of, sometimes our dad's behavior toward us has come about due to their own pain and maybe their own unresolved issues. And some learn to deal with their pain better than others. But you know, I think my dad did the best he could with what he had. While he didn't tell us about God, he did teach me and my seven siblings lots of good lessons. He modeled a strong work ethic for us. I never knew him to miss a day of work as a coal miner in southern Colorado. In fact, he died of black lung as he supported all of us who have never known a day of hunger. He didn't show much love or affection, and frankly, he's remembered more for his harshness. But I know he loved us. I believe that God would say about my dad and others like him, forgive them, they know not what they do. Incidentally, before my dad died, he did have a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. What a picture, isn't that, of God's tenderness and compassion, his intense love for common people with deep needs. I've learned about persevering through hard times from my dad, and I've had to learn about forgiveness in my walk with God. God is in control of my heritage. I trust God with that. And guess what? There is hope for a first generation in Christ today. I've written a poem about this hope, and it's patterned somewhat, patterned somewhat after Longfellow's A Psalm of Life. Few words have been written about fathers, but some have composed in rhyme how that great men leave behind them footprints on the sands of time. In the sins of their fathers, many have walked, it's true, but the new and living way is Jesus. What hope for me and you. As children copy their fathers, so fathers copy him. The word alone is the blueprint to pass on hope, not sin. The attributes of our father, slow to anger, patient and kind, the Psalms show his goodness, and he's never hard to find. Merciful and compassionate, he helps all those who fall, guarding and protecting his children, big and small. The way is not obscured. We can follow line by line. God has left his footprints on the sands of time. Good morning. 
My name is Lori Nadalski, and I'd like to wish all the dads a very, very happy Father's Day. In the next few minutes, I will share about my dad and the character of his love. Jesus says in John 15:8, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And the fruit we are to bear, which gives glory to God, are the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And that comes from Galatians 5.22. My dad has always lived by the Spirit. He is a father who bears much fruit. So by living by the Spirit and walking in the Spirit, God produced in my dad these character traits found in the nature of Jesus. Life has not always been easy for my dad. At a very young age, his first lesson was to endure and to overcome, as Christ instructs the seven churches in the book of Revelation. You see, my dad's mom, my grandmother, walked out on her family, leaving five sons and her husband. She took the baby, her sixth son. At the age of six, through almost 14 years of age, my dad was placed in a boys' Baptist home along with one of his brothers. You might say this is where his journey began with our Heavenly Father. In all my life, I've never seen my dad bitter. He is a father of peace, walking in the spirit of gentleness and self-control. I have countless images of my dad with greasy hands laying on his back in our driveway, under my car, my brother's car, fixing them to save us money. And he did this always with joy, kindness, and goodness, sacrificing his time for his children. He was walking in the Spirit. There was a time in my life nearly 20 years ago when I separated and divorced. This hurt my mom and dad very, very much for many reasons. My dad tried to talk me out of it, I would not listen. My dad knew the heartache that this would bring, but he never stopped loving me, just as my Heavenly Father never stopped loving me. Although grieved by my action, Scripture says in Colossians 3.14, over all these virtues, put on love. I never saw a greater display of love than when my mom was so sick with cancer. His wife of 54 years, whom he married at 19. Charles Stanley says, when we are in deep, deep sorrow, we don't cry from our eyes, we weep from our soul. This is what I saw, a man, a husband, a father, not too proud to weep from his soul. A picture of faithfulness for me and my two brothers to watch is my dad cared for my mom with love, patience, and joy right to the end. He was walking in the spirit. The life lesson that I have learned from my dad 
Because if I live by the Spirit of Christ Jesus and walk in the Spirit of Him, in spite of my circumstances, I will walk with the grace of my Heavenly Father. Thank you, Dad. I love you. Well, this morning, we have painted a picture of experiences with God the Father through various stories. Now, first you heard from Julie. Julie exemplified the depth of a father's love as she showed through John in the love he had for his family. And that love even became more precious as they walked through the journey of Chloe's cancer. Then Marcella shared through a poem which she composed that even though our parents are not perfect, our hope is in our Heavenly Father who is perfect, and He has even left a blueprint for all fathers through His Holy Word. And then you lastly witnessed Lori's beautiful, beautiful expression of the fruits of the Spirit. She continually sees those lived out through her father's Hal's life. I find that such an encouragement for all of us to bear much fruit in our families. Well, I would like to conclude today with a story of my own father. My dad, Ralph Hatter, was a salesman. Now, with this occupation came many relocations from house to house. Do we have any salesmen out here? <laughs> a lot of you have moved, I'm sure. Yet with each move, my dad comforted us by transforming the rooms of his children with his beautiful gift of art. You see, my father was also an artist and he especially enjoyed painting. One of his creations I vividly remember was in a room that my sister and I shared that my dad affectionately gave the name Buttons and Bows. Every night, my sister and I would lie on our backs in our tiny little twin beds, and we would look up at this beautifully painted lavender bow that cascaded across the ceiling. And then there were little buttons that were placed perfectly in each of the corners. We felt so loved and cared for because our Father had prepared that room just for us. Well, this glimpse of my earthly father holds even more meaning for me today. You see the picture up on the screen of myself and my dad? That was at his 90th birthday party. Wow, what a celebration that was that day. However, little did I know that was to be our last time together on this earth. Like many of you out in the congregation whose fathers have gone before you, I rest in the comfort, the hope, and the promise that our Heavenly Father has given us in John 14, 1 through 3, 
where Jesus states, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place just for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. Our Heavenly Father's love is so great that he has prepared a place just for you for eternity. That is some kind of Father's love. Could we close in prayer, please? Dearest Heavenly Father, thank you for this special time with you this morning and expressing just how deep your love truly is for us as our God the Father. May we reflect on you and your love on this special Father's Day. It is in your holy presence that we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for allowing us today to share various stories of experiences with God the Father. And brothers and sisters in Christ, whatever experience you brought with you when you walked in today, may I encourage you to embrace this love that you heard about today, because our Father, our Heavenly Father, will never ever leave you nor forsake you. His love endures forever. Thank you. <laughs>